You're listening to Going Inside, an internal family systems inspired podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about IFS and inner work. In this show, you'll not only get access to interviews with leaders in the space, but you'll also get access to real client demonstrations to really show you what the approach is like and how to apply it. My goal is to provide an environment that supports learning, imagination, and personal and spiritual growth. I'm your host, Alex Bishop, and I'm super excited you're here to join me today. Hey, welcome to the second episode of the Going Inside podcast. Today I'm joined by Dr. Trish Phillips, also known as the Doodle Doc, and she has this really cool and wonderful Instagram profile and community where she uses doodles to help people reconnect with their inner world and their inner child. Um, I was, I'm a huge fan of her work, and I was really happy that she was she agreed to to do this with me today. Um, yeah, so we talk about the inner child. We talk about conscious reparenting, what that looks like. Um, we talk, you know, her work meshes really well with the internal family systems model. She recognizes protectors and the self as well. So uh, I think you will enjoy it. Um, on a personal note, I was super nervous for today's episode. You know, this this new podcasting thing is um, is new for me and it's, I'm putting myself out there in a way that I haven't before. So, um, yeah, I just want you all to know that this is this can be scary at times. Um, all in all, great episode, and yeah, without further ado, let's jump on in. So, welcome everybody uh, back to the second episode of the Going Inside podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Tr- Dr. Trish, also known as the Doodle Doc. Um, Trish is an emotions teacher that uses doodles to help people explore and explain concepts that are often difficult to understand with words alone. These little doodle people that she creates speak to an implicit place inside of each of us. Trish is a psychologist that calls on over 20 years of clinical uh, practice, specializing in developmental trauma, attachment wounds, and dissociation. She also has advanced training in interpersonal neurobiology, dissociative disorders, and mindfulness. As a therapist, coach, and doodler, she helps people reconnect with their inner child and their inner world to unlock the deeper wisdom within. So welcome to the show, Trish. Wow. Thank you, Alex. That was quite a mouthful. Yeah. Oof. What's it like to hear that back? Yeah, that, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is my life's work cool. and, uh, evolution into the doodle doc. So quite a, quite a journey. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'm, I want to, Oh, go ahead. I'm just very grateful to be here. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm appreciative to have you on the show too. And I want to get into the evolution of how the doodle doc sort of came to be. Um, but before I do that, I just want to let you know that I'm a really big fan and my partner's a really big fan of yours too. She's a therapist. So, um, she, she always, when we watch your videos and look at your content, she always says how cute you are and she loves your big hair. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My hair is getting bigger since the pandemic. I think it's getting bigger. Really? Yeah, it is. I don't know what's happening, but I think maybe the more doodles I put out, the more I share. My hair is just like, you know, we can grow too. We can expand. Ooh, yeah, really embodying that, that. That's right. That yeah. Evolution. Yeah. There's, cool. um, there's someone I follow. Um, I don't know if you've seen her called um, I Am Tabitha Brown. No. She's awesome. But she's here in LA and um, she's, an, she's an influencer. She does like vegan food. Okay. And, but she has her hair and she calls it Donna. And I'm like, maybe I need to get a name yeah. for my hair too. It's because cool. it's just like taking on a life of its own. Yeah. Kind of but, personify yeah. your hair. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty of your work, how, how, how did you come to be a therapist and get into the world of psychology? So let me think here. So I started you know, throughout my childhood, there was, you know, some, some stuff that happened, you know, like with all of us. And I got into recovery very early. So I got into recovery around 18. 
Okay. I had been drinking before that and got into recovery. Okay. And so I started just being in 12 step and started sponsoring people. And, mm. you know, people were asking me to sponsor them who had like childhood histories of trauma. Mm. And it was just really interesting that I kind of, kind of walked through that path, walked through a lot of history with people. And then I met my husband and I, at the time I worked at aerospace, it was a local aerospace company and I did a lot of computer work and different oh, things cool. like that. And then he said, he's like, why do you, why do you work in aerospace? You need to work with people. And I'm like, and I, oh. you know, I didn't really ever think of it cause I thought, Oh, the stability of aerospace, this is what I do. And I loved working with people, but you know, so I went back to school actually when I met my husband wow. and became a therapist and started again, started my practice, started filling with people as an intern who were trauma survivors mm -hmm. and specifically then started meeting people who had dissociation and more complex dissociative disorders and systems inside wow. and began working with people who had, um, you know, complex trauma wow. and ritual abuse and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I started um, really focusing in that area and learning about trauma cool. and helping people with that kind of focus. And so I wow. did that for most of my practice. I've been a private clinician for basically all of my 20 years, a private Ooh. practice owner running retreats for women, running groups for, for uh, men and women. Yeah. And uh, then because of doing a lot of dissociation work, the, uh, naturally the inner child is in there and started working specifically with the inner child. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So your, your past and your trauma history led you into where you are today and working with people that, that have these particular issues. Yes. Um, and so it's, and you know, like many of us, it's like, we've, we've experienced something and the, the career path, I mean, you know, as therapists, you know, we all have sort of that history that informs how we work and what we do. And it sounds like, and it's cool how you, you were working in aerospace and then your husband sort of nudged you in the direction of working. You need to work with people, Trish. Yeah. 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 yeah again. So you know, if we look at the, you know, internal system providing protection, mm -hmm. my internal system would probably have kept me in a very safe, protected yes. environment of like, this is a stable way to make an income, to take care yeah. of yourself. You mm -hmm. know, and throughout my 20s, I really wasn't certain that I trusted the idea of relationships. Yes. You know, so I, it's like I dabbled in them quite a bit, but I, okay. you know, I didn't know that I would ever end up married. Okay. So was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, 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 looking back, I can see how I took care of myself from a very early age, you know, throughout wow. my life. Cool. And I do, I want to talk about those sort of the protectors and all of those in a little yeah. bit. Um, cause I imagine they, they come up a lot in your work with so, yeah. sort of the inner space. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you said, you said sort of, you were doing this dissociated work with dissociated clients and stuff. And then how did, where did the inner child stuff come into that? So I think it's, it's a thread that's all throughout it. You know, when you work with someone who has dissociated, you know, I always look at my first, you know, task is to be there with my client so mm -hmm. that they can feel safe enough mm -hmm. in a connection, in a relationship to actually begin to embody their, their own body. They yes. can start to really feel safe inside themselves. That adult self that you talk about, like embodying more adult place within well actually just even to feel safe so that they don't need to dissociate even mm -hmm. in session okay yeah. yeah yeah or bring a or you know work towards the window of tolerance you know yes. so that we can have say in a safe regulated place so that we can 
build that connection, that interpersonal connection. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So you hear, you know, and uh, you, we hear this word inner child thrown around a lot in sort of the, the psychological space or psychotherapy space. Um, And it can sort of, sometimes it tends to get used as sort of like this marketing ploy of like this inner child. For you though, was there a, was there a moment where you said, Oh, there's a, there's a being in there. Like, it's not just this, thing it's like do you connect like where do you know what I'm trying to say here with yeah so for myself Mm -hmm. um and I you know I can only really speak for myself is that when I start to feel when I start to feel myself become dysregulated yeah you know I try to identify where that is coming from Mm-hmm. And I can, I've done so much work that I can actually feel like if it, it feels like a younger place inside. Mm-hmm. And so I use terms like parts work. I use terms like a part or, you know, inner child. I think I use inner child more now because it is more understood. Yeah. You know, and so but I don't believe that it's just one inner child. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's what, you know, and for any of you listening, if you're in the uh, familiar with the internal family systems model, we, there's not just one inner child. There's a lot of different little inner children that are wounded yeah. and need our help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so being able to identify that. And I think with, with a lot of the people I work with, looking for a specific child can mm-hmm. feel very frustrating. Yeah. And so that's why it's just, you know, being able to start with that, the sensations of the body, bringing it back to, you know, what is going on for me right now? Like a yeah. grounded sense of, you know, Oh, I feel a little, you know, gurgling in my stomach. I feel mm-hmm. like my legs want to run away. Mm-hmm. I feel like my jaws is tightening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Starting having the awareness of what's going on in the body and yeah. instead of finding this particular inner child or, or it's, it's locating what's going on inside and following that to, to find a place within that might need your help, which could be yes. that. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know, I mean, and just sort of being vulnerable right now and, um, and open with you and everybody else that might be listening, like right now, if we're to, if we're to do it, it's like right now I feel I feel tightness in my chest. I feel a little bit shaky in my voice. And if I connect to it, I can notice a part of me that's saying, which I would believe to be a protector part that's saying, don't screw up. Like say the right thing. You know, um, this needs to go a certain way and it needs to be, you know, sort of like there's a perfectionistic quality to it and there's a nervousness around it not being a certain way. And under that, I can sense a vulnerability, a, you know, a part of me that's not all that, not all that, um, doesn't not feel all that good about himself. There's some shame there. So, so yeah, just sort of naming that and allowing to name that. And I think from the videos I watched with you, it's so validating to watch you and to, to read your posts and to even just name that for myself. It's like my system calms down. Yeah. It's like I'm validating those parts of me that are yes. scared. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I was working with you, yeah. then at that point I would say, you know, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that, that is really a lot, you mm-hmm. know, to bring forward and to be so vulnerable with that. So I'm honored. Mm-hmm. And then also I would, I would say, you know, can you place a hand you know, wherever you're feeling it, you know, so I always like on your heart or yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can you place a hand on your heart and take a breath into that place? Breathe in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. And from the most nurturing pop up place you can find, Mm. What would you want to say to that, that little part inside that is so worried about getting it right? 
I'd say we're okay, little man. We're okay. And I'd, I'd also, I'm also curious too about yeah. him. Um, they're, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. And I, I guess I would just ask him if to tell me a little bit about the fear there that he's experiencing. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, um, he's upset because he doesn't get a lot of attention or care. And I feel compassionate towards him. And um, I'm sort of letting him know that I'm, I'm sorry that I'm, I haven't been there for him. And, and I do want to, I do want to be there. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just want to let him know that I, that I love him. And then I have another part that's like, don't, don't say that. Like, that's concerned about being um, vulnerable or being soft in that way. Um, sort of like being a male and being vulnerable as a male, that sort of persona or that part. Mm -hmm. that, so I, and I acknowledge that too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now I feel incredibly calm and grounded. Wow. Yeah. Oh, isn't it amazing? I mean, just turning our attention a little bit. That's mm -hmm. like I always, I always look at it like we shine the flashlight out so much to see mm -hmm. what's wrong in our life. And when we can turn that flashlight even just a little bit. Yes. And hold that acknowledgement right there and just yeah. be there. It's amazing how quickly it can just be like. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like my nerve, my nervous system, like I can feel like this, the softening in my eyes. Like there's like a calm that comes over my face. Yeah. And, uh, and I also, what's interesting is, um, and, and it's interesting to, it, it's a lot easier with an external witness to like, sometimes I'm able to meet my parts from that place, but sometimes it can be really helpful to have like for you or someone witnessing me doing that as well. It yeah. seems like there's a stronger connection. Yeah. Um, can, you talk a do, can you talk a little bit about that? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we're born to be connected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from pre-birth, we are, we're literally wired through our umbilical cord to our mothers, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and then when we come out, we're seeking connection. Mm -hmm. So our seeking system is fully alive, yeah. you know, trying to get fed, trying to get mother's milk, mm -hmm. trying to find that gaze of the eye, that listening to mm -hmm. that familiar voice. Yeah. Right. So we're always seeking, we're seeking that connection. Mm -hmm. And what happens in that connection is the ability then to co-regulate. Yes. Like my nervous system meets your nervous system because you have a very calming presence. Mm. Okay. You know, your voice is soothing, you know, so it's like you, you have that too. Yeah. And yeah. so we're always seeking that with each other, even though, we always have that, you know, our core wounds in there saying, like, you're a protector, like, yeah, no, you know, not even on, only on the inside, but on the outside, like, exactly. no, yeah. you know, don't go there, but we're seeking it. Yeah. And that's why we're so resilient is because we don't give up. Yeah, you know, exactly. We, we continue to seek these relationships that we need for our own nurturance. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I, lo I love that. And the, the co-regulation that happens and then, you know, with, with IFS language, it's like we, um, in, in, e in each of us is that, that calm, grounded, innate inner wisdom. We all have that place yeah. of calm, that connectedness. And, um, I think that when, when 
people are in a space together and it, we almost, it's contagious in a way. It's like, if, if I'm the therapist and I have a client and I'm in that space and holding that for them, it's more accessible for them. So we're almost sharing this level of self energy or adult, you know, self as you call it, I've read in your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sort of came to mind with that. Yeah. yeah. So are you finding it different uh, virtually? Then in the are are you back in an office? I've never I practiced in person. <laughs> What's that? I've never You're practiced kind of in, in person before. You haven't. I, no, I I started I started my practice right out of school, uh, private practice, and um, and I I was like I was living in Vancouver at the time. I'm in Nova Scotia now, and okay. I and I knew I was going to move back eventually. So I'm like. I'm going to build my practice online so that when I move, I can take it all with me. So, yeah. So this hasn't been a thing for you. No, it hasn't. But I've heard I have, I run a, a peer support IFS group and a lot of people are saying how difficult it is transitioning from in-person sessions to virtually. I'm like, yeah. I don't really know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I are have you? found, well, you know, it's, I miss the office Yeah. Um, and I go there and I get the mail every week. And so when I walk up the stairs to my office, you know, I, I feel all the feelings of it and I feel the grieving of like, you know, we didn't know our last week with our clients was going to be our last week with our clients, you know, in person. Yeah. And there's been the transition and, there's been some, you know, lovely, wonderful connections that have been made that potentially wouldn't have been made yes. in person. Yeah. Like, again, speaking to the resilience, it's like, you know, we had to find a way. Yeah, exactly. A different way. And naturally, and I probably from an inner child place, it's like, you know, many people, it's like, I just wanted to go back to normal, you know, like uh-huh. a lot of us, like a lot of temp- tantruming, like, children like I just want my normal back you know yeah kind of thing. but I've I've actually been quite impressed with the ability to do um, this co-regulation this connected work helping people with you know anxiety actually panic attacks right on the screen you yeah know? it's been wonderful cool so yeah. yeah yeah I think you know it's it's um from what I've been hearing it's a lot of people through this pandemic and stuff there you're you're right we're having to adjust and and mm-hmm. and it speaks to the resilience of needing to find other options and doing things differently but also and i hear you know walking back to the office is acknowledging those losses there as well because yeah. it yeah for sure yeah 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 and and i now like you will not return to an office I really no, I won't be. Um, actually, my lease will be up at the end of next year. Okay. And they're not letting us out of our lease. But um, yeah, and I was going to make a transition anyway to not be in an office. Okay. So this just kind of bumped it a little bit. Right and, on. Um, yeah, I have. And just, you know, from the pandemic, my, my husband actually has a metastasized cancer that is not treatable and so and he's fine he's fine it's it's you know there's longevity with it but there's just not a treatment for it and yeah so he's very high risk and so you know it's just yeah yeah i'm not not going back to an office yeah it's not an option good and so i had to i had to pivot and find different ways for sure um, Yeah. yeah do you, would you mind talking a little bit about how your system uh, and maybe how your your inner child parts responded or reacted to this this change? The pandemic. Yeah, and like the the I mean, you said you you had wanted to sort of you're phasing out of that anyway, but uh-huh. yeah, maybe in terms of like the pandemic and and the whole thing you're saying, like the whole yeah, all of it. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I have, you know, I come from a place of, you know, if I was to identify, I'm I'm not big on labels. 
you know, so, but what, what I do realize is that because I'm very relational and I'm very much in, you know, right brain and very much connection based. Yeah. But with that, what I found uh, actually through studying interpersonal neurobiology is that when there's a left brain piece to explain something, it really does help soothe the system. Yes. Yeah. And so that gave me a lot of understanding for it, you know, that, okay, my, my left brain does actually have a function here. You know, it's not all just relational. And um, so I think through, you know, I've, I, I come from a place of probably more emotional neglect in my childhood, Okay. Yeah. you know, very st- stable parenting, but my mom was, you know, probably if we were to diagnose her now would be like severely depressed. Mm -hmm. And so that made her pretty unavailable. Yeah. And, you know, I reacted towards her to try to get her to respond to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that has left me with this wound of caretaking, you know, of Mm -hmm. seeing others and caretaking. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask about like leaving your practice, you know, that, that would, is hard. You know, when you, when I think about closing an office, you know, this has been a very connected, very safe place for myself and my clients to be Mm -hmm. and to gather and to have weekend retreats and, you know, yeah. It's just been so soothing yeah. and the thought of leaving and, you know, seeing all those little parts in them, mm-hmm. you know, and the thought of that. So I think mm-hmm. through the pandemic, it's actually made the transition smoother. It's taken it out of both of our hands in a way, my hands and the client's hands yeah. so that there was less reactivity. Okay. And we found a way together. And really? so I, yeah, it felt, it felt healing in a way and the, the grieving, the co-grieving and, mm-hmm. um, and just letting it be, you know, sometimes it's like we have to like stay with the grieving and stay with the exhaustion of all as of hard that. as it can be. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, or I just wondering what you. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you tell, so um, just trying to think of where I want to go next with this um, because what you do sounds a lot like IFS mm-hmm. um, and I, I was watching one of your videos and you talked about the, the child, the, uh, the protector and the adult self. Mm-hmm. Can you tell, can you talk a little bit about the, the dynamics that happens around uh, each of those? Um, yeah. What sort of roles they play and how they show up in the system? Right. Yeah. So I look at like our nurturing adult self as, you know, being in the, we want to try to stay in the safe zone to be able to be able to attend to these different parts Mm -hmm. inside. And again, you know, through the doodle doc, I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to kind of classify or maybe, uh, yeah, categorize what, what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at actually all of the parts yep. as protectors. Okay. Yeah. So they, the, every part has a protector and I know in IFS they have, so like the firefighters are more of the protectors that, that, that I would call the protectors that have more of an active distracting role. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're the reactive, reactive mm-hmm. parts that step in to put out the flames when the manager parts can't, you know, um, be consistent enough for, yeah. So they yeah, they're yeah. those reactive parts. Right. And the, um, okay. And so, and the, and the child part then is who the protector part is reacting to. Is that correct? Yeah. Who's it? The, the, or the exiles. The exile is the child part, you got it. right? You got it. Okay. Yeah. And the firefighters reacting to the exile. Yeah. So, um, so what ha- basically is like there's, there's protectors and there's exiles and there's two classes of protectors. There's managers 
which mm-hmm. try and organize it in a certain way so that the exiles yeah. don't get activated. And then when they can't do their jobs effectively, then and the, the motion storms up, the firefighters are the ones who rush in to put out the fire through like binging or, or uh, addictions or, or anger or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the exile, the exile then is the deeper, the shame held, the core wound. So that's what I'm calling the child part. Yeah. 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 And then the protector part is the, what you, you would call the firefighter. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, we're, we're probably, we're, we're talking in, yeah, the yeah. same language or using different words. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I, really curious. I'm curious about your, your language and every, like how you see things. Um, okay. So if I was to say the truth, mm-hmm. then I think what, what I have, I think with IFS, you know, I think the word exile kind of, you know, I, I don't like to think of any part of sure. me, me or anyone else being, and exile so that's i think okay. it's just like a like a technicality yeah right I where you're yeah. From, yeah. Sure. yeah 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 so and i i think i like to give my clients the ability to label their whole system their own system and sure. i think that comes from old school dissociative teachings okay. cool yeah yeah okay um so you yeah. say, so for, in your, in your, uh, the way you do things, you, each part has sort of a protective quality to it. You're yeah. saying, okay. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about how the, uh, the child, what sort of protective qualities that the child has in, in your method or what the way you do things? So with a child, so shame is actually a way to, you know, go into dorsal. So it's okay. a way to go into shutdown. Mm. And so, yeah. And so that is, it, it is a protective. It's like we, we can fill with shame and then retreat, you know, fill with shame and, or fill with fear and then dissociate and shut down. Okay. And so that it's a protective stance. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm following you for sure. Yeah, to be able mm. to do that. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. you have, and then the, the adult self is the, the sort of grown up in there that can take care of everybody. Yeah. I like to think of it like the, the adult self, the wise self, wise self. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe the divine self, the self that's maybe more grounded and connected Cool. that can remember to practice these things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Like to remember to take a pause is what I always like to say. Yeah. I like that. Is that the one that does the conscious reparenting? Is yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, I think it, but I think it involves every part, okay. you know, the conscious reparenting would in indeed involve all parts of us, okay. but we can actively do things in our adult self to help our, our younger selves. Okay, cool. So, it, yeah. Yeah. What what is uh so can you tell us what what uh what is conscious reparenting? How would you define that? So, when in twenty in twenty fifteen, that's when my husband was diagnosed, mm-hmm. and it was also when I graduated with my doctorate. Oh. So when I when I started my doctorate, it was in twenty eleven, and I made this decision at that time because I was really starting to get aware of how I was kind of on a a wheel, a rat wheel, basically, Mm -hmm. right? Just working, raising kids. My son was a senior in high school. My daughter was a freshman. And, you know, it was just a really busy time. And I, I went for my doctorate with a colleague of mine. I, I, it wasn't a goal that I was going to do, but I decided to do it because, um, you know, there was just other reasons why I had decided to go ahead with her and she um, I said, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it in a way that I only study what feels genuine and true to me. I love that. Like instead of chasing another certificate or another CEU, you know, to or another degree, it's like, it has to feel like it fits. And so I started 
really looking at the whole of the body, the holistic type of way of healing, a way of, you know, being able to feel safe within inside of ourselves so that we can truly be able to feel calm while addressing childhood wounds. And again, it went back to dissociative disorders. Okay. And that was my doctoral dissertation. But in that time, my husband was diagnosed and, you know, we became vegetarian and then wow. he's vegan. And there was, you know, just an increase in meditation and mindfulness and going to meditative retreats and trying mm. more holistic ways of healing and, you know, increased journaling. And so bringing all pieces of that together mm-hmm. and, and seeing what that was. So that's the conscious piece of it. So the okay. conscious is like, in order to reparent, in order to take care of ourselves, we first need to be aware. Mm-hmm. And so the conscious is just being aware. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't have to be aware, you know, 24 seven. It's like, I catch myself aware. Yeah. I remember, oh yeah, wait a minute. Here I am in my day. I got to stop. I got to mm-hmm. check in. I got to breathe. I got to see how my people are doing. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here. You know, I'm not up here running again in my head. I'm, I'm, I talk with my hands a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But just to be able to check in. And so the reparenting is to be able to go back and look at all of the needs that were not met mm. with the most loving, attentive space, caretaking, nurturing mama place Mm -hmm. that we can go, nurturing parent place that we can go and attend to ourselves. Cool. Going back. So aware parenting for ourselves. So that, so the, the conscious piece is that really bringing that awareness and you, and through all of those different like practices, like journaling and through conscious, probably eating and just being more mindful. And I imagine that um, by doing those things, you're able to bring forward more of that loving attentiveness to yes. all of these needs and things inside that never got met. Is that yeah. How? Okay. Yeah. And being able to, so expand that window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. So with, with trauma, with neglect, there's a tendency to constrict. Yeah. So we tighten and we constrict and we feel that, Ugh, you know, like I have to keep my feelings in. Yes, I know, you know that. And then so with all of those things, the consciousness, with the being able to attend to ourselves, we can start to feel that expansion inside. Just mm. like with that exercise you did yeah. for yourself, as you attended to yourself, you could start to feel the expansiveness. You yes, could start exactly. to feel yourself relax and regulate. Yeah. You really. know, and it was a, it's a moment. It's a moment after moment after moment in a and, day. Yeah. And yeah. what you also say is good enough, like doing good, good enough. enough. Not right. perfect. You don't have to be on the ball all the right. time. It's just doing what you can when you can and when you remember to do it. And yeah, right. oh, I love that. Right. Because I take a lot of reparenting from actual parenting, mm-hmm. you know, you know, parenting's a bear. Let me just tell you. Do you have kids yet? No. Okay. I don't know if you're gonna, but it's we a are, bear. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best. But if you want a mirror, oh yes. my goodness, get yourself a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I resonate yeah. with that. And so, you know, my children have actually taught me the most about myself. Because, yeah. you know, they just, as children do, when they're, when they're allowed to have a voice mm-hmm. and they're allowed to have the space to, to be and to verbalize and to, you know, say something back, yeah. then they'll let you know. I mean, yeah. yeah, they'll let you know. I mean, they'll call you out. My, <laughs> my children have actually said to me, like, mom, you know, you're getting mad, but I think you're worried. 
you know oh, <laughs> i mean wow. they like can, they can they can read me and they can call me out and and i'm like i have to stop i have to do that and i'm like you know you're right that's exactly yes. what's happening and for you yeah. to be able to hear that like to yeah. be able to hear that and and reflect that back yeah. is that's it you know it's it uh it reminds me what just popped up in my head was Gabor Mate talks about this authenticity versus attachment. When we're young, you know, we sacrifice who we are to remain in, in connection with our caregivers. So for you to be able to, um, you know, I think that, you know, when we, when we do that, if our emotions aren't recognized or feeling we're not seen or appreciated in the way we are, we lock that away. And by doing so, we're locking away all of these qualities that are this, this, ability to read people and understand people and and pick up on things and reflect things back so it sounds like you were able to you know give that to your kids and obviously good enough we we're not perfect right good enough but um but it's cool how it sounds like your the your kids are really your teachers and you've you've been able to um to achieve that through your parenting yeah yeah and it is good enough. And that's why on the Doodle Doc, I talk a lot about rupture and repair. Okay, yeah. Because that's a super important quality to remember for our relationships, mm-hmm. for parenting, but also for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, you know, in, yeah. yeah, the internal rupture and repair. You Can know, we do more? turn our backs on ourselves. Yeah. Sure. You know, I probably daily, I turn my back on myself in some way, some little way or another. Yeah. And I forget. And then I have to remember. Yeah. And I turn back. Like that. It's like, um, I mean, even for me, when I'm doing my work or I have a client session or whatever, and, and after if, you know, if it didn't go the way this part of me thought it should have gone, it's like, oh, you should have done this or said that. And sometimes it's like, fuck off. Like I tell this part and then, and then I, you know, sometimes I don't repair that, but other times I'm like, Oh, sorry for talking to you that way. I didn't, I've just, you know, what you were saying act. Is it sort of like that? Those ruptures and repairing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good. I mean, it's like, so it's self-talk. Yeah. So, right. It's like, so the, the inner critic then, is that a firefighter or a manager or is that, how would you refer? Like, do you have yeah. like, so the protect, so you there's protectors, right? What, you know, yeah. I don't really, I, there you differentiate. Uh, I guess a critic would typically be a manager because a manager will try and manage your life in a certain way. So, um, you know, the critic that's always telling you, you're not, you're not good enough. You shouldn't try. You shouldn't put yourself out there because it's afraid you might fail and then feel the shame around failure. So it's sort of managing your life in that way. Okay. The firefighter, let's just say you, you weren't listening to your, your critic and you went and you did fail and you were feeling all those feelings come up of I'm worthless. I'm no good. The firefighter might jump in and say, I got to put out these flames. We're going out tonight. We're having drinks. We're going to forget about this, you know? So that's, yeah. Okay. So the manager then would come in and say what, what you, the example you just used. So fuck up, fuck up. You know, you're not doing it right. And then the firefighter would come in and say, yeah, screw it. I'm going to go out and get drunk. Did we lose lose connection? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See our, our managers and our firefighters are taking us offline here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing us out of the throwing us off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyways, yeah, but like so with the then that inner critic being able to to come in and say something that so that is what you would call like a manager then. A manager. So the inner critic being able to be there and say, Oh, you know, what are you saying? You're not making any sense and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then that in turn would tap into if we listen close enough, right? Yes. To a place inside, a littler place inside that would that would feel that wound. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because somewhere in there there's a familiarity. Yes, for right? sure. 
Yeah, yeah this message isn't new, this critical message. No. It might be different words to fit today's scenario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that it's it's old, it's out, it's outdated, it's old, and and you know, um, it's often that these parts, you know, and th- what I find with my clients, often these parts, they don't know you're you're as old as you are. They still think you're, you know, two or five or thirteen years old when the trauma happened, and they're still doing this role that they th- believed was needed, and and oftentimes they did it to keep you alive and keep you safe when you were a kid. Yeah. Um, and then you grow up and they're still in those outdated roles doing absolutely. the same thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. I know I just, um, we're, I'm just looking at the time here and I wanted to ask you a few more things. Sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, you have that, your, it's your conscious reparenting program. Is that what it's called? Um, Right. So I just launched a couple months ago, a month and a half ago, um, a course for find your inner child. Okay. And so this was actually my first segue to try to do an online type of course. Cool. Um, these are things that I've done like throughout my career. And, you know, one of the, the most important things is, you know, safety. And I wanted to make sure that I could deliver material and also be able to help my clients and any future clients to remain, you know, regulated and safe and feel like they had the support. And so this is, um, it, it's an eight week kind of a developmental deep dive where I have, um, you know, an overview, kind of a video that talks about the age range, talks about, well, first we start out like why we do this, you know, why this would be important, why it's important to get to know ourselves on a deeper level, why it's important to get to know the inner child, how it's affecting our relationship, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then going through the different stages. I was really curious about about that. Yeah. That developmental piece of like, yeah, Stage. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that too? Yeah. Well, you know, I chose to go back to Erickson's stages just to have a framework. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just trying things on. It's not like I'm a great Ericksonian, you know, therapist or anything like that. But I, I was rereading different things and I thought, you know, this really kind of fits with, you know, the breaks that happen. And so yeah. I felt like I could teach on that, that uh, viewpoint. And, um, so we break it down by segments Mm -hmm. and I have the, my students looking for, um, pictures and we do some guided imagery work and we do a section that's called create and integrate because taking like what is found in a guided imagery and then putting it on paper, either through just journaling or through a creative, you know, broken down book or journaling or painting or whatever it is, um, is helpful. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I have other, you know, kind of creative exercises, art exercise, journaling exercises, invitations that they can do okay. throughout it. And then there's, um, you know, I've, I've started something called Friday night lives where we get on Facebook and we do a Friday night live. And that's cool. so that's been fun. And, yeah. um, and then we is do, that part of the course? The yeah, Friday that's Night part Lives? of the course. Is it like a like a membership component to it, or you just have it as? So it's part of the eight week course, and um, I am going to be starting a membership. Good. So yeah, cool. that is something that's going to start in in January. I'm looking to to ah. bring that forward. So I've had it was amazing when I launched this course. My community is so kind i you know it brings tears to my eyes because i had so many people contact me and say can i sponsor someone my program it was you know the price of it was like three three thirty two and i had several people that said can i sponsor someone and i just wasn't prepared for that and you know and like just generosity that came forward yeah paying for someone else wow wow yeah it's like you know this i don't you know i've been doing inner child work for a long time this sounds really helpful can i sponsor someone and so i wasn't i 
didn't realize that that would happen. So I wasn't prepared for that. And Mm -hmm. so moving forward, that will be a component of it because my community is amazing. They're just so generous and so kind and the feedback and and, and the the course has been helpful too. So you, you get, you know, you, you get what you put out there, you know, you're getting, and I, I feel like when I, when I look at your posts and I really take the time to slow down and take a moment and actually read it. And cause you know, we can be so busy with our lives and we're scrolling through Instagram and I'll just see it. But when I actually look at it and read it, it's so validating and it touches something really deep inside. Mm. And it's, it, I find it's incredibly powerful. So oh. it's no wonder that you've built such a, you know, you're like 18.8 thousand people right now that are following you, which is incredible. Yeah. But I think it's it speaks to your work and and it in what I see in you is you're bringing a real core element of authenticity to this work and you're just showing up as you. So I I really appreciate that and I I mean I want to acknowledge that as well. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. That really means a lot. You know, that it's a it's not an easy task. Yeah. You know, I think by by nature, I've always been very shy and reserved. Mm-hmm. So I think when the when it started to take off, I I kind of like felt myself go, ah, you know, kind of pull back, like what is happening, you yeah. know? So it's that it kind of hit on that place inside of me, like, wow. oh no 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 no, this is we don't we we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be verbal or seen or you know all of those things, right? And yeah. so, but the way that it actually came about was very much like what you just stated is, you know, I was in a in-depth interpersonal neurobiology um, retreat mm. and um, with one of my dear mentors, Bonnie Badenoch. Okay. And um, we had this period of rest and I was sitting there and I thought, and I just got this image of this is such complex wording to bring forward and i i felt like i i had a way to be able to bring it forward that would be beyond the words yeah and and i i still stumbled and you know put it off for a while because i i'm like i don't know how to draw and you know i need to get an artist to do it and all this kind of different stuff and then it was actually my son that said, mom, just, just start drawing, just start drawing. Wow. And in, like, he showed me just like people who did things. He's like, look at this. It's a stick figure, wow. you know, you know, and you could do it. And so I just started and then, and then just made a, an agreement with myself basically to just post every day for a while, like regardless of the results, I'm still yes. pretty much regardless of the results. It's kind of like, you know, I just, I just, uh, you know, post when whatever feels right. But, um, that's the power of beyond it. the words. Yeah. yeah, that's the power of it is, is, you know, we can get so caught up in needing things to be a certain way. But when yeah. we can, we when we can ask and give permission to these parts of us to just relax a little bit, and we just speak from the heart and we do things from that place, you, you know, we reap the rewards. And I think, you know, I, for me, what came up when you said like, there's the, how the simplicity of it is so, is what makes it so powerful. And even looking at the drawings that like, instead of it being this like really beautiful, like really structured and whatever piece of art, it's, it speaks to uh, my child because that's how kid that, you know, it's, it is, it's simple and it's, it's, it resonates with those younger parts of me and those places. So I think that it works. Yeah. What you're doing. Well, good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. That means a lot. It really means a lot. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so you're, you know, you've had a lot of success with the, with your, your course. Oh, and you've yeah. had people, you know, sponsoring other people. Um, yeah. So what are people going to, so if, if someone's interested in signing up, what are people going to get from going through the program? Like, what are they going to so, learn? Or, yeah. Okay. So the course that I just brought forward will, will most likely launch again in the spring. I'll probably oh, okay. bring it forward again in the you spring. You close it. 
Yeah, it yeah, it's closed. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's an eight week course that is just you know um, I'm just taking people through because it's a very I'm very involved. So it's, okay, it I get is. You. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's actually been wonderful to be able to get to know some of the people in the community at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be able to communicate. They have access, you know, to me by email and through the Friday night lives and the coaching calls and things like that. So it's just cool. been, you know, really lovely that way. Yeah. The membership site in is still a work in progress, but what has come forward so far is healing stories. Mm-hmm. So and guided imageries and then we'll do we'll continue uh, somehow we'll continue the friday night lives because that's been a very popular component of of this and then um some coaching and then also some doodle handouts i'm doing private doodle handouts for for the group right now so that will go into to the membership site cool so you know i'm gonna listen i'm a big listener for what people are, you know, what they're yearning, what they're needing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think building connection is really important in our life right now and Absolutely. finding ways to do that, yeah. you know, for yeah, sure. beyond an office, I think yeah. it's important. Re- yeah. I mean, in the, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was, I didn't know that it was actually a close thing. I thought it was just something that you would get some videos and go through, but it sounds like you're really involved and there's a big community aspect to what you're doing here, yeah. which, which yeah. is really cool and, and super healing being part of that community. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, anything else you want anyone to know? Um, I mean, we'll, we'll end with, you know, where people can find you, but anything you want to share? with anybody that might be listening? Um, I, I, parts work, when we think of parts work and when we think of inner child work, um, it can feel very intimidating. Yeah. You know, very overwhelming and very scary. And one, a lot of feedback that I've gotten is that, you know, somehow, through the doodles, through my words, that I've been able to take some of the fear away from it. Yeah. You know, it's like that we're just, we're all just doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's to just really know that when we do turn around and we notice that child within, when we notice those little parts within, mm-hmm. We are reparenting. We're doing what someone else was unable to do. Not that they didn't want to do, you know, necessarily, but that they couldn't do. Mm. They didn't have that with inside themselves because they hadn't done this work. Mm -hmm. And so I know as a parent, it was so important to me before I became a parent to know that I was, I didn't know what exactly what to do, but I knew kind of what hurt me. Mm. And I knew, so I kind of knew what not to do. And I was willing to figure out the rest and to listen and to really sit with like, if something hurt my child to be able to stay with it long enough Mm. so that I could see them. And again, it's, it's good enough. It's not, it's not a hundred percent enough. Good enough. Just like with a relationship. It's just good enough. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it can be, it can feel intimidating, but it's just us, you know, really, really what we're trying to stay away from is us. Yeah. And we're we're really deep inside. I kind of feel like we're, we're really not that scary. You know, it's just, it's just building that window tolerance to get comfortable enough. Cause it can wow. feel so scary, totally. you know, yeah. and seeking connection to do it, yeah. you know, however it is. I mean, even, even if it is just following a few people on Instagram that make you feel like you're like not alone. I yes. think that's, that's enough. Sometimes that's okay. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, not a race. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And I, I really, again, I want to thank you for coming on and joining me in this space and, and yeah. sharing this with each other. And um, where can people find more of you and your work? 
So, um, well, on Instagram, I'm the doodle doc at the doodle doc. And my website is www.thedoodledoc.com. And um, yeah, so those are the two best places. Yeah, and I'll leave some, uh, I'll leave the links in the show notes as well so people can click and and find you there as well. Yeah, I have a a reparenting starter guide. It's like a free three-page reparenting starter guide. It gets people on my email list and I send out emails, you know, that um, I just started a new thing where I'm going to do doodles only to my email list, like ones that won't be on Instagram and talk a little bit deeper about stuff. So, so there's that option too, you know? Yeah. So just, yeah. Yeah. No pressure about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Trish. Thank Um, you. I love what you're doing. Yeah. I love what you're doing. I look forward to listening yeah thanks so much yeah Yeah. Okay. well that's it for today's episode thank you again for tuning in next time we're going to be doing another demonstration with a friend of mine and after that um i have robert faulkner bob faulkner coming on and to talk about childhood sexual abuse um, and IFS, which should be really interesting, fascinating. I'm, I'm super excited to have him on the show. Um, so we will see you in the next episode.